From May 23rd to 25th, the Human Rights Foundation's community reunited in Norway for the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum at the Oslo Concerthus. Guests from all corners of the globe joined together to discuss the year's most pressing human rights issues and to brainstorm new ways to expand freedom worldwide. This year's theme, Champion of Change, represented a strong, scalable call to action for our community, inviting our audience to act and advocate on behalf of activists who are themselves champions and their causes. At the Oslo Freedom Forum, we realize that everyone has the potential to affect change, either as a champion on an individual level or as part of a larger movement. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world. This episode was recorded during the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum, a global gathering of activists and dissidents united in standing up to tyranny. Since 2009, individuals have come from across the world to educate, share, and inspire at the Oslo Freedom Forum. You can watch this programming and more on the Oslo Freedom Forum YouTube or Facebook pages. Fatma Karume is a lawyer from the island of Zanzibar, a self-governing autonomous region of Tanzania. She is the daughter and granddaughter of two presidents of Zanzibar. Despite hailing from the political establishment, she has consistently challenged the injustices of the system at great personal cost, such as by risking her career in 2010 to expose corruption in the judiciary. But nothing prepared her for challenging the gravest threat to democracy in Tanzania. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. In 2015, Magufuli was elected with the lowest majority in multi-party politics in Tanzania. He was an outsider from a constituency on the fringes of national politics. There, he used ruthless thuggishness to destroy his political opponents. He quickly rose through the ranks of national politics and became Minister for Works. As Minister for Works, he earned the nickname the Bulldozer for his efficiency in executing projects, but also cynically and <clears throat> for his evil destruction of people's houses in order to get his work done. When he became president, the first thing he did was to cancel the opening of parliament and the celebrations for Independence Day. He used the sums he allegedly saved to buy hospital beds. And of course, this made him extremely popular. In reality, all Magufuli was doing was bulldozing our lords and the very institutions which were underpinning our democracy. He started to bulldoze our right to participatory democracy by cancelling live parliamentary broadcasts. He then proceeded to bulldoze our right to political freedoms by banning political meetings and demonstrations. He didn't stop there. He bulldozed the girls' right to public education by banning all pregnant schoolgirls from returning to school. He then went on to bulldoze our right to freedom of information by banning newspapers which were critical of him. There were some 
artists such as the cartoonist Gado, who you see before you, who continued to do their work. By 2016, Tundulisu, an opposition member of parliament and a renowned lawyer, started poking at the bear. He called Magufuli the petty dictator. Magufuli's response was fast and extremely furious. Very quickly, sedition charges started to pile up against Tundulisu. He asked me to represent him, and I did so. And during a press conference, I reminded the people of Tanzania of the old Swahili adage, which says, a sculptor should never fear his work. And I told the people of Tanzania that Magufuli was our creation. We had sculpted him, we had made him president, and we ought not to fear him. Magufuli did not take kindly to my words. Three months later, my office was bombed. Ten days after that, Tundulisu was shot 16 times. Fortunately, he has survived. We quickly entered an era of absolute darkness. There were state-sponsored kidnappings, lawyers were being arrested, and bodies in gunny sacks started appearing on our shores, washed onto our shores from the Indian Ocean. As I saw Tundulisu's body lying grievously wounded, I realized it was a turning point for me, because it reminded me of the assassination of my grandfather in 1972. And I had a choice. The choice was, do I fight or do I flee? And I chose to fight not because I'm particularly courageous or I don't have fear. Trust me, I do have fear, and I don't believe I'm particularly courageous. But I really blame my mama and my baba for that, because um, I was brought up in a home which my father refers to as Mbweni Republic. It's in an area in Zanzibar called Mbweni. And there, the patriarchal system does not exist. It is a democratic home, everybody has rights in that home, and we all have our say. So as a result, I really feel that I was brought up to fight rather than to flee. Six months later, I ran for and became the second female president of the Tanganyika Law Society in its long history. I also formed the Center for Strategic Litigation with like-minded people. And we started taking on the regime in courts of law, nationally, internationally, and regional courts. I took on personally two cases against the regime. One was uh, to challenge the independence of the Electoral Commission, and the other was to challenge the appointment of the Attorney General. Um, I quickly learned that they didn't like me very much because they disbarred me permanently. So what did I do? I decided to use Twitter to continue my work. I used Twitter to educate the general public about the abuse of power that was, what was going on under Magufuli. I also used Twitter with others to raise awareness of disappearances. And we saved lives. For us, Twitter Republic, that's what we called it, uh, was a relatively free space um, if you were operating under a nom de plume. A few of us used our real names. In 2020, Magufuli engineered the conviction of nine 
top opposition members for sedition. They were convicted and uh, either to serve six months in prison or to pay a fine of $150,000. They didn't have $150,000 and they were promptly carted off to prison. And Magufuli engineered this in order to ensure that he had a smooth running without opposition in the next general elections, the 2020 general elections. What we did was to use Twitter to raise the money to free them. We managed to raise $150,000 within a period of three days, and people were contributing as little as 50 cents. For a moment, we thought we had saved our democracy. But, you know, it doesn't work that way because Magufuli had the security forces and he used them to intimidate the general public. He ballot-stuffed and he was extremely brutal. During the election period, there were disappearances and a lot of members of the opposition were imprisoned. Eventually, Magufuli redeemed himself and his ego because he became the largest winner in the history of multi-party democracy in Tanzania. He took the presidency by 84%. Magufuli's re-election campaign was run during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. But the bulldozer does what the bulldozer will. He thought he could bulldoze the pandemic. And he did so first by ensuring that all victims were buried in the dead of night. He then proceeded to tell Tanzanians that there was no COVID and asked us to pray for three days, at the end of which he said there was no COVID. He discredited our national laboratory by saying he had sent samples from papayas and goats and the national laboratory had found them positive with COVID. Ironically, Four months later, Magufuli died of COVID. Of course, the official cause of death was heart failure. Six years of John Pombe Magufuli showed us the vulnerability of our institutions in Tanzania. I'm not suggesting that our institutions were strong to begin with, but the regression was unprecedented. Today, Tanzanians are no longer living in the same fear as they were under John Pombe Magufuli. We have a new president, Samia Sulu Hassan, and there are some positive moves which are being made by her for reconciliation. However, we do fear her because she has a need to win the 2025 general election, and she also needs to appease the Magufuli supporters within her party and within government. She recently said to us that I allow freedom of speech because I want to hear what people have to say. This means that she thinks freedom of speech is her prerogative right to give to us, and it is not our inalienable right. We have a lot of work to do in Tanzania, and at the Center for Strategic Litigation, we are training young lawyers to, to conduct strategic litigation. So they took away one license, but we're going to make sure that we train a lot of lawyers to take up the work. Now, 
Young people will fight dictatorial regimes either way. They can fight them in the street, or we can empower them to fight them in national courts, international courts, regional courts, and in municipal courts. So please, we would really appreciate any assistance that you can, have, you can provide us in training our young lawyers. Thank you very much.